We'll talk about Kentucky Kingdom on this week's Access Louisville podcast. General Manager Sarah Worrell is joining us today. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Shay Van Hoy. Hey, everybody. Haley Cawthon. Hi, guys. And Sarah Worrell. Hi, everyone. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. I feel like we're, we're just we're, we're continuing with the theme of fun because last week we talked to uh, the, uh, the head of the Kentucky State Fair, Kentucky Venues, which puts on the State Fair. This week we're talking Kentucky Kingdom. So I, I guess we're, we're just the summer fun podcast at this point. But uh, uh, Sarah, we had a, uh, a cover story, which Haley wrote a few weeks ago um about kentucky kingdom it's under new ownership uh you know after from a few years ago that deal took place and uh and and kind of how you got into it but for people who didn't see that it kind of seems like you kind of grew up around amusement parks so just tell us what it is you love about uh, this industry that you work in sure yeah i i have grown up around theme parks i grew up in cincinnati ohio and when i was 15, actually, I really wanted to get a job at the local theme park, Kings Island, but I wasn't old enough then, so I had to wait until I was 16 to get the job. Um, But once I started there and working, I just loved it and um, ended up working there through high school and college. Um, Got an opportunity to move with the company that owned Kings Island at the time out to California to work at a park there. And that, you know, just kind of evolved my love of the industry that much more. Um, and so have worked in a bunch of different places throughout my 20 plus year career um, and got this opportunity to come back to Louisville, you know, two hours away from Cincinnati. And we're at a park that I remember coming to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a, it was just a great opportunity. And so excited to be here. Love the park, love the industry um, and really excited for what we've got to look forward to here in the next few years as well. So Sarah, here's a question I didn't ask you about um, back in our initial interview, but I thought it was a fun one. Um, what's something about your job that most people don't know about? What's something that people, like whether it's a misconception or just what's something that you think people would find surprising about what you, you do? Cotton candy every day, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if there are any misconceptions about my job. I think it's more that when you think about a theme park, you don't necessarily think about the community that's running it because when you go as a visitor, you see the rides running, you want to ride the rides, you want to see the shows and all of those different things. And sometimes it doesn't connect that there's this group of people working behind the scenes to make all of those things happen. So, um, you know, when I tell someone, oh, I work at a theme park or, you know, that I'm a general manager of a theme park, usually their first question is, well, what do you do when it's closed? And there's so much that we do. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a 365 kind of deal. We're always, we're always in preparation, getting ready for open, getting ready for the next big thing that we're going to be in um, or be doing. So I think, I think for people, they kind of forget that there's a world that happens here at the park outside of our April to October operating season. Awesome. I also get asked if I can give people tickets. That's the <laughs> You're like, yeah, for uh, go to our website. There's many options there for you. Um, well, I will start off my question by saying that I am like 
a huge fan of Kentucky Kingdom and specifically Hurricane Bay. I'm not I'm not a thrill ride person. Um, I'm a sit by the lazy river, have a beer, read a book person in the shade. I have very specifics about, and I go as far back as Hurricane Bay as I can get. So you'll see me there Monday if you're there probably. Uh, we've got Forecastle this weekend, big weekend in Louisville, Hurricane yeah. Bay opening. Um, but what is your favorite, and we kind of uh, themed this question as a, um, attraction, but it could be anything. What's your favorite um, show attraction at either Hurricane Bay or Kentucky Kingdom personally? Sure. So there's lots of things about the park that I like. And I, I mean, I love all aspects of the park. I love riding the rides. I love seeing the shows. <clears throat> I love hanging out in the water park. Um, and I think the thing that makes us the most unique is the horticulture and landscaping that we have around the park. We have an amazing horticulture team that takes so much time to thoughtfully figure out how they're going to make the landscaping look in the park. And it's kind of one of those subtle things that if you're not really looking for it, you don't really notice it. But it makes such an impact because if you if you look at us in comparison to other parks, like I think that we take it up two, three, four levels. So my favorite thing to do is to ride the Tin Lizzie's, which is the old fashioned cars that kind of have this big track throughout the park. And it's a great way to kind of see several examples of those different landscaping areas that we've done. So it's a relaxing ride. You know, you get to, you know, kind of you can go with up to three other people in your group. So, you know, you and, you know, three people of your family can be on the ride. Um, and you just get to see all this really great stuff, you know, throughout the park, too. And if you're, you know, with kids or whatever, you know, the, you know, 10-year-old, the 8-year-old, they get to drive a car, so to speak, which is exciting for them. So it, like, packs a whole bunch of different things into one experience. So that's my favorite thing. But I will say, second, I love our coaster, Storm Chaser. It's amazing. Like, I didn't, I didn't really know before I got here the work that, that went into kind of refabricating that ride from something else. And the end result is fantastic it's a it's a great ride with a lot of airtime and a lot of different components to it um, and it's cool to see how you can upcycle so to speak something that was you know a really good ride in its da in its day and time into you know something new with newer technology and newer concepts in it too so it's fun so second favorite um i like hated roller coasters my whole life until i got to high school and then I had this girlfriend who wanted me to go on every roller coaster. And just to impress her, I acted like I was not scared and went on every roller coaster. So, um, I, you know, I know you guys have added some since since I was in high school. That was a long time ago. But uh, I, I can I can vouch for the attractions there at Kentucky Kingdom. But um, I think uh, a lot of people have those stories. But uh I want to ask you about attendance. I've been asking in a lot of different venues about this because, uh, you know, I think this year just seems like everybody is just ready to get back out. Uh, last year, some people thought it was too soon with the pandemic. Now, you know, we've had the vaccines out for a full year now. You know, I mean, there's obviously COVID is still out there, but what's the uh, attendance expectation? I mean, what do you think is going to be compared to last year or compared to, you know, a, a, a normal year like 2019? Sure. So I so the industry is kind of trending to we believe we will see more people than we saw last year come out to the park, but we might not make it quite back to the 2019 levels yet. Um, you know, it's it is really hard to say because you're we usually will track things year over year. And when you have two or three years where just some wild things happen that kind of throws all of that off, we're going to really be spending a lot of time this year reestablishing what will be people's 
um, behaviors and norms and kind of reference or context those previous years, 2021 and 2019, 2020, you got to kind of take out of the mix. Um, but I think we're going to get to see some new trends kind of emerge as well, too. So it's a, it's almost a little bit unknown. You know, we're feeling good about our staffing um, and we're feeling good about, you know, what we've got going on in the park. But um, we're going to try and predict every day how many people that we're going to see. But some days may surprise us, too. So it'll be it'll be interesting to go through this year and kind of establish that new baseline um, with where we are right now in the world. Uh, as a good. <laughs> yeah. As a follow up to that one, um, you know, Hershend is the new owner of Kentucky Kingdom. What has Hershend's other properties um, been seeing at, for attendance lately? Is is Dollywood um, or uh, just some other so Silver Dollar City? Um, have things remained uh, pretty stable there, or did you guys see a big spike um, last year? Or? No, yeah, so it's it's that same mentality. You know, there were the parks are doing more guests than we saw last year, um, but still kind of working back towards that 2019 number. Um, one of the most interesting things, though, is that um, spending is up in different areas, though. So, you know, food service and revenue or retail, um, we are seeing more spending in those areas than we saw in 2019. So we're having slightly less guests in 2019, but more spending in some other areas of the park. So that's that's an interesting new trend that's emerging for us right now, too, that we're looking into. Cool. And it, and along those, we've this is kind of stuck in my head because of the, our cover story from this week. But um, how are you all, uh, David, I'm going off script already, of course, but yeah, uh, Haley, Haley did it first. Haley did it first. So how are you all, um, <laughs> you know, you said you're kind of, you're, you're kind of good with staffing. You're feeling good with where you're at. I know that's just been a struggle for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I know you've boosted pay and have some tuition initiatives, but um, mm -hmm. how are you battling inflation costs with food supply costs and things like that? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're trying to be very proactive, you know, kind of the cool part about being a part of a bigger company now is that we can work with our other partners, the theme parks and the aquariums and stuff like that, that we work with. <clears throat> um, so, you know, there's some, there's obviously pricing breaks that you get when you buy in volume. And so um, being able to partner with the other Hershen properties is going to help us in that sense. Um, you know, kind of streamlining things a little bit too is helpful as well. Um, it's, you know, we don't want to take away too many options, but, you know, the more that you can kind of make work in the same stand with similar components um, can kind of help you build a more diverse menu, but still, you know, keeping the number of things that you have going on. It's kind of an efficiency practice. Um, yeah, like, I mean, inflation is tough because, um, you know, every, it's impacting everyone. You're seeing it all across the board. Um, so you know, we're trying we're trying not to raise costs too much on things, but there's some stuff that we're just having to because that's the way of the world right now. But, you know, our our goal is always to make the experience for the guests be as positive as it can. And we know that nobody wants to pay more than they would expect for a food or a, a retail item for sure. So, yeah. Well, um, I uh, I'll ask about Hurricane Bay. So that opens this weekend. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Is it typically, um, is it kind of like a pool anywhere in town that, you know, Memorial Day weekend will be very busy and, and, and then it's a little more chill after that and, uh, you know, 4th of July weekend or, or how, how consistent of a crowd do you have out there? You know, I, you know, I believe that the guests in the market know more about Hurricane Bay than maybe they do the rest of the park too. Um, 
we definitely will see more attendance kind of spending time in the water park area of the park than the hard park what we call hard park part of the park when the when the water park opens um so you know we try and make it as comfortable in that area as we can we added more chairs this year more um more beach chairs for folks to be able to sit in so that we could have you know that availability for folks um and our and our ride capacity in that area is pretty good we probably have the same amount of water park rides as we do hard park rides so you've got the pools we've got two pools we've got the lazy river we've got the adventure river and then we have <clears throat> four or five slide complexes that people that people can utilize as well um and that is definitely the place where people want to be um and yes we will definitely be busier on weekends because you know most people work monday through friday and so they'll tend to go to the parks on saturday and sunday so if you can catch it on a tuesday or wednesday it's probably a less crowded experience but still very popular area of the park yeah and if you can make it to the pool on a tuesday or wednesday you're living right life <laughs> you, got uh, the, you got the right life going on <laughs> <laughs> i love i uh i love taking like a random you know day off pretty like once a summer i'll do it and just go out there and there's not you know there's it's just relaxing there's not many people there i mean even you know, I, I kind of just from will throw in from the visitor experience, like even when it's really busy, you can get to places in Hurricane Bay where you're not really that. And I come coming off like I'm like antisocial or a germaphobe. I'm just like I like like to be relaxed and like you can get if you if you're willing to walk a little farther, you can kind of be in your own little space yeah. for the most for the most part. And it, yeah. and like you said, there's it's landscape back there. There's trees. And I've noticed that before, you know, the signage on the trees. And so depending on where you're at it can be a very different i mean very different experience yeah there yeah there are definitely pockets of the park you know because most people when they walk into a park you know you kind of see what's right in front of you and it seems like that's the place that you need to be and it's funny being in this industry for as long as i have like when i go places with my husband or whatever i'm like go this way instead of this way and he's like why and i'm like people tend to go right rather than left so we'll go left and we'll find <laughs> our own little spot over here on the left-hand side and then we'll circle back around when all those people who went right are coming at us like we'll kind of cross them and then we'll go do all the stuff that they had already done kind of thing so you, you know they it's like this park is like a giant uh sociology experiment every day <laughs> you know <laughs> like what's the guest makeup gonna look like who's gonna come and visit what are they gonna want to do and so no two days are the same so yeah so sometimes if you look a little bit you can find those pockets where you know there are less people because you know you see you walk in and you see the big pool in front of you and that's where you think you should be but like there's a great little area over by adventure river um like this little island that's kind of in the middle of it that is much further off the path um but can be a little bit quieter of a spot so you you mentioned something too um i contend that like on any given weekend that Kentucky Kingdom and Hurricane Pay is one of the most diverse spots in Louisville that you can go to. Yeah. All people from all parts of the city or beyond, yeah. different yeah. races, ages. It's really awesome to see that. Yes. Yes. It's one of it's one of my most favorite parts of the park too. Like we you know we're here to create memories worth repeating. That that is the point. That is the reason that we are in business. And so we love it when families of all types come out to the park and enjoy themselves because we try and we, we're trying to build a product that's got a little bit of something for everyone as well. So, you know, what the what the two to five year olds like versus what the seven to 12 year olds like, what mom likes, what grandma likes, what grandpa likes. We want there to be something for everyone to enjoy because we want those families to create those memories together. 
And so going off of all your previous park experience, I'm sure you've seen like a lot of different features, a lot of different cool things um, that are kind of like um, specific highlights that are unique to each park. But I wanted to see if there was something that you have seen in your previous experience that you would like to bring into Kentucky Kingdom, whether that be a, a certain attraction, performance, uh, event, that type of thing that you think, you know, would really shine uh, in this market? Sure. That, you know, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would like nail it down to a specific thing, but one of my goals for the park is to have more entertainment opportunities throughout the park. We have a great amphitheater um, right in the middle of the park across from the 5D store. Um, <clears throat> we've done the sea lion show there and we're doing a, a the stunt dog show there this year. Um, and it's a great space that can hold a lot of guests. And I think that um, we could probably provide some more entertainment opportunities there. And then there's just like atmosphere. We call it streetmosphere. Um, Dollywood has a great example of it. They have Miss Lillian, the chicken lady. And it's this great woman who walks around with her ukulele and she'll meet and interact with guests. And then she'll make up a song kind of based on that interaction with them. And it's and it's a small thing, but that's that that's the kind of stuff that people remember from their visit because we made it about them. So I don't know if we're gonna, you know, it all, I don't know if the answer is Miss Lillian, but something to that effect, like something where you can have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with, you know, different performers or you know, watch different things. Um, the entertainment piece, I think, is the thing that I want to um focus in on and kind of elevate because we we have great ride product. We've got great stuff with Hurricane Bay. Like, let's layer in a few more things that can be multi-generational that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, I know you had, um, I think it was last year, the when the Harlem Globetrotters were in town, they were out yeah. there set up like right as you went into um, Hurricane, Bay. Yeah, Hurricane Bay. And that was really cool. And a bunch of people, you know, everyone would crowd around and it was that was really neat. It was a great show, and they're actually coming back this year, too. Um, we're really excited to have them. They're going to be here June 17th to the 24th. Um, so we're really looking forward to that because it was. Like, the guests really enjoyed it. We got a lot of great feedback from the week that they were here. So, um, you know, did the, the, the Globetrotters are doing a new style of show this year, too. So we're excited for them to bring that to the park and kind of show folks um, what's going on. Cool. I didn't even know I was going to set up a plug, but I you should. Did. Show, you did. You did. But. Speaking of plugs, I think David left this question off, um, but I wanted to make sure to follow up with you. Um, when I had written my story, we didn't have a whole lot of details about this, but uh, when Kentucky Kingdom opened, we were talking about a, a new a new thing that's going to light up the night and extend the season. Do we have any more details on this thing that we can talk about? <laughs> you know, I'll I'll give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek. We're gonna we're gonna go out with a with a with a wide announcement here at the beginning of June. Um, but essentially, we're going to do a family friendly event in October, um, you know, kind of revolving around all of the things about fall that you enjoy. Um, if you have been to Dollywood in the fall or Wild Adventures in the fall, you'll it'll be similar to that um, that we will be hosting here. So we will have more entertainment options, um, you know, looking for, you know, different ways to kind of bring that fall feeling to the park. Um, we'll have some really cool structures that will be very Instagrammable, um, very neat to look at, and some of them unique to Kentucky, which we're really excited about. Um, so yeah, so it's it's that it's that it's that it's all of those fall things that you love kind of in one place with some roller coasters that you can ride in the background too. <laughs> all right. 
little uh, scoop there for the Access Louisville podcast. <laughs> I think this will go out in about a week, uh, okay. so I may Thank go and make an announcement. <laughs> but uh, all right, uh, I can't I can't remember what what the rotation was here. I think you addressed this a little, but it's the last question I had, and maybe Shay had one more after this. Um, you know, with the trend with with uh, with rides, I mean, there for a while it seemed like, um, you know, scarier, faster, taller was the trend. Uh, but I imagine, like you were referring to earlier, just attractions that are more family friendly. You know, is that is it kind of going more towards the family friendly uh, end, or is it still? Are you still trying to catch the, uh, the thrill seekers and adrenaline junkies too? You know, that 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 is a great question, and you know, I think it kind of depends on what is the identity of the park. Um, there are some parks that are very high thrill and so putting in the taller, faster, scarier ride is really important for them because that is the market that they've been, you know, kind of um, marketing to for a number of years. Um, but the way the family dynamic is kind of shifting over the years is, you know, mom and dad want to do stuff together. Um, you know, things that they can, you know, experience together. So I would say that our future is probably going to look more like the family attraction, um, but we're not going to step completely away from the thrill. Like we have to find that balance. So, you know, if you have a four-year plan or a five-year plan, maybe one year is family attraction, second year is entertainment, third year is a thrill attraction, and then you go back to family attraction and you just kind of layer it on from there. Mm. I mean, one of the reasons that Hershend was so excited to purchase this park is because it does already have such a diverse platform of attractions. Um, so, you know, how do we enhance that? How do we how do we build on that? How do we bring the Hershen brand into it too? Because Hershen's brand absolutely is making memories worth repeating. Um, but if you look at like Dollywood and Silver Dollar City, um, they've got some big attractions and then they've got a lot of entertainment options and they also have some smaller attractions too. Um, and the market is telling them, you know, this is what we would like to see. And so, so you know, those parks are trying to build their long, long range plans to meet those needs of all the guests. Because if we just put in fast roller coasters, we're we're walking away from one segment of the market. But if we only put in family attractions, we're walking away from another segment of the market. So lots of people to please. <laughs> yeah, got to make sure you're appealing to all those folks. So exactly, exactly. I, uh... I did have one more, and it was kind of more of a logistical thing, and, and um, Chris, our photographer who came out and took photos, had mentioned that um, uh, that you all were streamlining, and I think I saw this, at, I went to the PGA Championships last year, and I think I saw an example of this, but the mm-hmm. entry process with AI, yep. so could you talk, uh, um, maybe talk a little bit about that, and then also the change in kind of past structures now, you, have, you don't sure. have just one option. Yeah. So the, so the entry system that we're using is called Evolve. Um, a lot of NFL stadiums have started using it in the past couple of years, too. Um, and the way the system works is, you know, people just flow through it like normal, and then it picks up and detects different types of objects. Um, and it'll flag something for us and say, hey, you might want to check in this person's bag or whatever. Um, and then kind of depending what it is, a sunglasses case or a bottle of sunscreen, we can tell the equipment it was this. And then the AI of the system kind of learns from that um, and, you know, puts it into its database and then, you know, just teaches itself or kind of, you know, I don't, I'm not doing a very great, very good job of explaining this. I'm not a huge technology person. 
but it learn it learns from it. It's like, okay, the next time I see an object that looks like that, that's got the potential to be a sunglasses case or a sunscreen bottle kind of thing. Um, and so, a, it makes it faster for folks to get into the park because with metal detection, you got to stop and figure out what the metal was that was setting it off and set it off to the side and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then just learning from thousands upon thousands of different objects that that you know somebody might walk into the park or even because we're also connected to the other systems that the evolved machines have as well or so you know walking into the other facilities as well too what you know what is that object and how can we identify it um your second question in terms of the pass is yeah we wanted to give folks more options you know membership kind of has its privileges american express or whoever says that um and we wanted to build on top of that so we offered this year a gold pass, a gold season pass, which is, it is our top tier tickets. It is the most expensive one, but it comes with so many benefits that we really believe the value of the price is there for the guest. You obviously get your admission to the park. Um, it comes with a souvenir bottle, which allows you free soda for the entirety of the year. Um, the pass comes with two bring a friend free tickets. So you can, you know, bring a couple of friends who maybe come in from out of town or just, you know, don't have passes. Um, there will be exclusive events for our gold season pass holders as well. Um, things like early ride times or sneak previews, the fall event that we're going to do, we're going to have a sneak preview of that for our gold pass holders on the Friday before it opens to the public. Um, there are special discounts that you get with the gold pass versus any other pass. Um, and then our silver pass is probably the more traditional pass, similar to what we've had in previous years. Um, you know, so not as many benefits, but still gets you the access to the park um, that you're looking for. So a little less frills than that gold pass. And then, you know, we obviously have our general admission, our day ticket, and we have a multi-day ticket as well. Okay, so we'll wrap things up there. Thank you very much, Sarah. Before we go, I want to go around the room here and we can share uh, social media handles. Where can people can find us online? Uh, Shay, I'll start with you. Where can people find you on uh, on the web? Yeah, um, I'm on LinkedIn just under my name and uh, primarily uh, active on Twitter. It's at Shay Van Hoy, my name. All right, Haley, how about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BS Lou Haley, and I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Coffin. All right, Sarah, where can people find you or where can they find the park? Yeah, so, you know, our website is the best place for all information about the park. So www.kentuckykingdom.com will tell you everything, pass information, let you access your season, your mobile season pass, what events we have going on at the park that are coming up. So that's the great place for that. And if you want to connect with me personally, I also am on LinkedIn under my name, Sarah Worrell. All right. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann, or you can find me on Twitter under my fake name, DMan3001. <laughs> you can find this podcast on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Shay, Haley, and thank you, Sarah. Uh, thank you guys listening to us at home, and that'll do it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.